Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, The Conscious Kitchen. I'm Liz, a 21st century hippie, and by that I mean I'm into all things plant-based, eco-friendly, but I hug my laptop as much as I hug trees. I'm also a photographer and marketing consultant who works with brands trying to reach conscious consumers around the world. Laura and I call LA home. We know our city and we want to share the stories of women around us. Fashion, lifestyle, politics, inspiration, and food, we'll talk about it all. Hey guys, I'm Laura, a modern day renaissance woman, designer, entrepreneur, and a creative director for all things fashion, music, and lifestyle. I do a little bit of everything. I love beauty, I indulge in wellness, and I love to eat. I can't wait to tell you more. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to The Conscious Kitchen. Thank you so much for listening on the audio waves today. We have a super special guest. Her name is Sienna Ray. She's one of the leading psoriasis advocates on the internet as of today. She's an actress, model, and just a raw, genuinely smart woman. Her humor and wit completely stands out. I met her at a psoriasis conference a while back, and little did I know she was very much into the things I was into. And she mentioned she was also a fit model for Kanye West's Yeezy brand. Sienna is working on a docu-series with her friends. Sienna's experience of living with psoriasis inspired her to begin her own docu-series docu-series on psoriasis, eczema, and chronic illness. The idea was sparked from the connection she made through her Instagram with others who suffer from psoriasis. Welcome, Sienna! Thank you so much. So good to be here. Yes, welcome. So nice to meet you. It's great. It's great to have you here to chat with us today. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's super early in the morning and <laughs> there's traffic in LA, but you know, we got to do what we got to do. I'm here. We got it done. We're doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, Yana, tell us. Tell us about yourself. So you're from LA originally. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm from the Valley. From I'm the Valley. I'm from Woodland Hills. Nice. Yes. Shout out Woodland Original Hills. 818 phone number. <laughs> you don't give them any more, apparently, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> and when did, and so you, so you grew up in Woodland Hills, yes. and when did you start acting and modeling and doing, going in that route? Um, I, so I grew up in Woodland Hills. I, all of my friends um, were actors. I don't know, it's so funny because I'm from here. It's like yeah. a bit cliche, I guess, but um it's kind of all I knew from like a very young age. All of my close friends were actors. And um, I told my mom when I was 14 that that's what I wanted to do. So I knew, you know, from the time that I was in middle school that that's kind of where I was headed and what I was going to do. And um, from there, it just kind of, that's all I've ever done since. Um, you know, it, Laura mentioned that I do fit modeling and things like that. But um, when I was in college, I started studying kind of the craft of everything. And so I've been studying for the last like four years and um, doing fit modeling on the side oh, and nice. advocacy work and all of that. So what have you been studying for the last four years? Um, I graduated, I went to Mills College, I went to an all women's college in Oakland. So oh. I lived there for four years. And then um, the day that I graduated, I was like, I'm going back to LA. <laughs> I was just like, I knew that that's, you know, what I wanted to do. So I came back. Um, and I started studying different techniques. Because when I was younger, I worked, you know, relatively consistently, but I had never studied. And so I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that that people do that mm -hmm. <laughs> you, it's such a thing in LA you can get hired never having kind of studied the craft or right. you know even if you're not very serious about acting you can be hired to be an actor so oh. um, once I 
delved into it a little bit in college, I was just addicted to it. And um, so I studied a little bit of um, Meisner tech, just different techniques, Meisner, and then now I'm doing this one based on Yat Malmgren, which is like movement psychology, which is really, really cool. I'm just, I'm addicted. I'm totally addicted. Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's all these different subjects that you're learning about yeah. and basically expanding your, your, my toolbox. Your, your toolbox for yeah. your career. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And so you like, so you love acting, you love modeling. What? Uh, <laughs> um, I definitely love acting. Acting yes, is like okay. my passion. I think the modeling thing fell out of this need, I think, that every actor has to kind of supplement what you do there's Mm -hmm. so much downtime and there's so many things you know in between jobs where you're like I need something else right and so I knew somebody um, who worked in production and clothing production and I kind of got my foot in the door as a fit model so I've been doing some of that yeah um, for the last couple years that's cool yeah have there been any projects that you really love that you that you were really really into and that side of things that maybe enticed you more to do that that I mean, it's such a weird world. I would say, you know, I'm just going to be frank about everything. Yes, please. I I would say that fit modeling is um, not ideal. (laughs) It's, Mm -hmm. uh, there's the things that I, that are amazing about it is that, you know, as an actor, it's, you get, it's flexible. So you, you know, work for a couple hours here and there, a couple days a week, and you make good money while you're doing that. And so it's a good supplement to whatever else you have going on. Mm -hmm. But the job itself was pretty, uh, it's not fulfilling in any way. You go and, and you stand there and you're kind of, you know, being used for your body Mm -hmm. and you're, you're pretty much a a mannequin. (laughs) You're like a live mannequin. And like, I was working for a while at a company where, Nobody spoke English, so I was just standing there every day, all day. I mean, they spoke a little bit of English, but it was pretty isolating. And and I realized, like, my mental health actually started to suffer being there because it was consistent, which was amazing. But you were feeling really, like you said, used. I was feeling like I wasn't getting, I wasn't gaining anything from it. I mean, it was strictly just for money. And... You know, as far I'm not complaining at all. I mean, as far as jobs go, that's like super ideal as far as things to supplement my passion. But, um, you know, I didn't realize how much I needed like social interaction (laughs) and like human connection because you would go there and just stand there and give your feedback about, you know, the sizing of the clothing. And Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really speaking to anyone. I wasn't really, you know, and I found that that was something that I missed about like a quote-unquote regular job or like being in school was just like goofing around with people and talking yeah. and hanging out even though you know you're working yeah with acting you get that you with definitely acting, it's you get so that social. camaraderie that exactly. you're learning things you're going through different emotions yeah yeah um so so for people that don't know what a fit model is, it's basically Sienna is like the perfect ideal size for a woman for like the sample size for a clothing garment that they want a size to fit like the average woman for whether it be like the perfect size pants or tops or like bust. For so those, size too. Yeah, for those specific like brands. So I guess yeah. people don't really realize sometimes like the, the sizing varies per brand. Right. Um, yeah, what their ideal? Yeah, what their ideal is. Yeah, she's not in the plus size range, but the average what they what they think the average is 
for yeah. fashion standards. Yeah, that whole thing is strange. <laughs> it's strange in general, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I guess you gotta do it some way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so thanks, Laura, for describing, like, what a fit model is. I think that that's, like, you know, good, because m- most people aren't gonna know about that. So, you know, Sienna also is a social media activist in a way for psoriasis and for for positive body image so a few weeks ago you posted about models altering their images you know elongating slimming and you just were upset because really what that does is perpetuate that fake body image and make you know younger girls and all women feel insecure because they don't look that particular way and what i thought was interesting was that you pointed out that the girl, everyone was asking like, wow, you look so amazing. What are you doing? And she just said something about like, she was just eating like pizza or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I came across an image which happens often where I, it was clearly edited and, you know, it's just so accessible right now. Like Facetune, there's like this app, if you haven't heard of it, Facetune, and it's been around for a while, but it's just the accessibility of it is what's frustrating to me because you are literally able to change your entire how you look as a human being you're able to change the shape of your body the size of your body parts what you look like your nose your eyes how far apart they are i mean you can change everything Mm -hmm. right yeah it's becoming a like an addiction almost and it's it's kind of like its own art form in the way like girls like okay they're going to take their picture and then they're kind of filter it and then uh, facetune it's kind of like their own little artistic venture i don't know it's weird yeah yeah totally (laughs) and it and it and it goes so far i mean if you see these if you see the before and afters or if you see these people in person you're like how are you even i mean it's just completely Mm -hmm. altered and so the problem that i have with that is that it looks really good in a lot of cases like Mm -hmm. it looks real and it's similar to a you know, the thing about people having plastic surgery and lying or, like, not being honest about that. I mean, it's kind of a touchy subject. People, people, you know, it's kind of controversial, like, whether or not you should be open about that. But I'm of the mindset that with Instagram in particular, mm-hmm. because there are so many, you know, you said, like, women in general, but, like, young women. Mm-hmm. If I was in middle school and I had access to this, which kids do, this didn't exist when I was that age. And mm-hmm. I... And I you know, know for a fact that I would be looking at these things and wanting to look like this and not aware that that's not even how that how they look. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's dangerous in a lot of ways. I think it's like holding us to these standards that don't really even exist. And yeah. and what you said was uh, the one woman in particular had edited her, she's already like curvy and she had edited like her hips to be like more rounded. Right. And there was kind of a, I could tell because there was like a bubble in the like sidewalk uh-huh. around. And you like zoom You in. can literally see. Like, yeah. And so what you were saying was that all of these women went on there and they were like, wow, you look so good. That body, like, how does this happen? And like, you, you, unreal, like calling her Kim Kardashian, right. like saying all of these things. Which is kind of, which in a way is what she wants. You know, she exactly. wants that, that sort of, obviously exactly. that, that. Right. That acceptance. Right. And sh- and her response was, oh, yeah, I've just been eating. I've been eating a ton of bagels and, like, bread yeah. with, like, peanut butter and, like, you know. And yeah. and that's what really got me. Yeah, that, w- that further, that further is, like, the, the lie, basically. Right. Yeah. And, and it's one it's thing. It's, like, layers and layers of just 
un- unrealistic goals for women that keep mm-hmm. chasing after like something right. that they can't have. Like, okay, okay, so I don't look like that. Okay, I definitely don't look like that. Maybe I should gain more weight. Also, she's eating bagels. Maybe I should eat bagels exactly. and like, a bunch of carbs. It's just creating and, like, and perpetuating such like know? unhealthy like right. behavior. You yeah, know, behavior. And, and it's like layers and layers. It's not layers. true. It's not true. Like you can't change the shape of your body by eating something different. No, you'd have to be. You'd have to be working <laughs> you out. You can gain weight, but right. you can't. You know, like yeah, you'd have to be specifically tart. It's just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's it's yeah. interesting because in in our in our second episode, um, we talked about Snapchat dysmorphia, mm-hmm. which is something that young girls do have now, and this is one of the reasons why they have these things because women are only you know the older women are posting the 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 fake photos and yeah. it's kind of like oh well, I have to do, I have to look that way too mm-hmm. it's really hard did you know like for the first time in history it the beauty standards around the world are the same really what are they they Kim are Kardashian? they are basically Kylie Jenner oh my and gosh. it's because of Instagram yeah it's the first time ever that human beings yeah. from everywhere around the world want to look the same way with wow. this, with the big lips and yeah. the high cheekbones uh-huh. and the freckles and the w- w- big eyes. You uh-huh. know, it's like there a, f- a person that I knew in college did. Um, she had something kind of go viral where she gave a photo of herself to um, beauty like editors, like people who were editing photoshopping images, um, and she and the whole thing was that everyone did it differently. In Asia, it looked like this. And around the world, it looked like, you know, different things. And that was only about, I think that was like maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's six and seven years. The world has changed. And now it's just so, you know, everything is kind of linear. It's like become this one thing that everyone is striving towards, which is, it's shocking to me. No, I just feel like it's completely like, it's just like the 5% of like an actual human being. It's like they need to work and their inner self and their core and their values and their life's purpose. It's like that has like the looks portion is like completely like just the 5% of the whole hundred piece of hundred percent of you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that, you know, people (laughs) put... People post about like, oh, well, Instagram is not real life, but then they're kind of perpetuating it by, you know, doing like partaking in all of these things. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, you'll see on their bios like, oh, like, you know, this is only one side of me or whatever. <laughs> but then their entire page is like <laughs> that whole thing. So I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I'm not going to be um, very judgmental on this. I mean, I've succumbed to these apps a few times, you know, I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I definitely don't think that I've gone to the point where I'm getting plastic surgery yeah. Yeah. to look like these filters, like the right. injections and stuff. And I'm not knocking that and stuff like that, but but right. uh, just be genuine about it. like, yo, I just got Botox or, you know, just be real about it so people don't feel like, why don't I look like that? Right. And, and, yeah. and I tried I- to achieve these, un- like it's completely unreachable. And right. you need to have, like, at least five grand, like, sitting in your bank account to, oh, be, yeah. able to be able to do all these sure. injections, oh, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. I'll speak to that, too. Thank you for saying that, because, like, I'm not even knocking it in that sense. Like, if you... I'm so for, like, it's kind of... It's kind of the same thing as like dyeing your hair or like wearing makeup. Like mm-hmm. if you if that's what you want to do to look the way that you want to look, I'm all for it. But like what I don't understand is 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 outwardly like actively lying about it because right. I and I'm not even saying I don't know. It's just like I've 
I've definitely smoothed out my psoriasis. Like I've definitely like had photos where I did photo shoots and I and I wanted to look a particular way mm-hmm. and I did that. But I'm also at the same time telling people like hashtagging like Facetune or like being right. like I smoothed out my skin in this photo. Yes. And like that's just the way that I, you know, partake while also being responsible about it in my in my mind, you know? And yeah. I don't know, you know, there's no, I don't know what the solution is, but I definitely think that there's a large scale, like negative impact happening right now. I think this way, how you do it is you're taking responsibility for what you are putting out there. You know, it's like, you're really thinking about the end person that's going to see that image and how they might feel. So it's like them having that information is they're just armed with, with a bit more knowledge. Right. It gives them the choice to like, think about it, how they they want to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not just like, wow, she's so beautiful. I want to look like that. You know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. 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 So C- Sienna's like I think she has made a very like strong strong social media presence by showing her before and afters of having psoriasis um which is a crazy skin disorder that I have had since I was 16 also. Mm-hmm. Um just so just to let you guys know how how bad psoriasis is, it's a pretty much a global problem. About 100 million individuals are affected by it worldwide. It's a skin condition that causes like red, flaky, crusty patches all over your skin. It's very, very discomforting. I have it um, also. And these patches normally appear on your elbows, your knees, your scalp, like all over your body, possibly during breakouts. And psoriasis is currently labeled as an incurable autoimmune disease. And so many of us are, so many people around the world are dealing with it. And a lot of people don't talk about it. So I think what's amazing about Sienna is that she has these before and after pictures and she talks about her emotions when she when she's going through a flare and all these things like that. So Sienna, how has psoriasis affected your personal life and your career? Um, I think for me, you know, you and I met at a psoriasis convention and like that's something that I've only started to do recently. I like I've had it since I was really young. Um I had eczema, I think, since I was four or five, and then I got diagnosed, I think, around 10 when I had psoriasis. Wow. But um, it, it, it kind of infiltrates every area of your life. I think when I was younger, I, I realized, you know, I was different, and I took that to mean that, like, it was something bad, like a negative thing. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I knew for sure that there was something different about me because I was, like, in and out of, like, doctor's offices and, like, missing school. And, like, it's not something that you, you know, in elementary school, you're kind of, like, still trying to figure out, you know, how the ways in which you're different from other people. Like, mm-hmm. it's something where it's, like, you, you're not really aware of all that stuff. And, you know, little things happen. Kids make fun of you, and you're like, oh, they don't have this too. Okay, now, like, what does that mean? And you start to build your identity. And so it's definitely something that, because I had it from such a young age, it's a huge part of my identity. And right, I think, like, I the first time that I f- really decided that it was something that was affecting me in my life was when I was um, going off of medication and I was in college and I ended up having like the biggest flare-up that I ever had and I had to go to the ER um, because it was covering like 85% of my body and I started I had like a fever and I had the shivers and I was like severely dehydrated and it it took me getting to that point Mm. and maybe Laura you can relate to this to be like okay, like, I need to do something. Because when you have a chronic illness or something that, it's just become something that you, like, accept and you deal with it. You're used to Exactly. And you try to go to work and you try to go to school and you do all these things that are expected of you. Mm -hmm. And 
you don't even really talk about it because you're like, yeah, what's the point? It's going to be there. Like, right. like it's there. Mm. You just take yeah. it, you know, as something that, that you have to deal with. And so it took me having like a full on like moment breakdown mm-hmm. where I, it interrupted every area of my life mm-hmm. to really yeah. pay the attention to it that, it, you know, my relationships, my friendships, like my school, my work, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. had to take time off from everything. And so then I shifted the focus kind of towards that. Mm-hmm. And I had been working as an actor before I went to school and I didn't really have any issues with that because I was on biologics. I was taking medication for it. Okay. And so yeah. um, it was kind of hiding all of my symptoms mm-hmm. for like years I mean, from the time I was, like, 11 until I was pretty much out of high school, I was on, like, basically a really low dose of, like, cancer medication. Wow. Um, So, yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, these... So, like, these medications that they give psoriasis patients that have severe breakouts like Sienna, it's, like, a... It's, like, a cancer... It's a cancer pill that you take, like, daily, right? Um, I was taking a, a pill in addition to doing uh, an infusion, an IV therapy. Like, I had an IV. I would go to the okay. doctor and sit with an IV, and they would slowly kind of, like, put it through your system. Like, once a court. month, or...? Um, you know, I don't remember. I think that it was either once a month, or... I mean, the, the medications vary, but that one, I think, was either once a month or every two weeks. Okay. Um, they all vary. Now, there's so many. You can take a pill, or you can... Um, do self-injectables but at the time when I was younger like this stuff wasn't even really (laughs) it took me so long to even get a diagnosis like this stuff wasn't even really being talked about um so yeah it's it's really it It, seems really prevalent now I mean it's crazy yeah yeah Yeah. I think psoriasis is so it's it's crippling especially when you're mentioning how you're affected as 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 you were you were younger it's like it's it's like walking with like these open kind of scales and like dry itchiness like pretty much like it could be all over your body or it could be in a small part of your body but like can you imagine like when you're a kid or an adult walking around in public then people think like this skin disease like skin disorder is like contagious right so can you imagine like what what people might how you feel like walking around in public like that it's it's like you think you people are insecure about pimples but it's like this is just like an open wound all over your body I, like, did you have moments yeah, like that where uh, kids were like, oh, my God. I mean, I love that Laura brings that up because I think that, like, part of my personality is to just, like, bury these things and put them away because it's like, you don't. But now that she, there's such a, there's so, it affects you in so many ways that I think people so don't, deep. Even, don't even hit. It's so, so deep. deep. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you so know, deep. she, she, you know, likened it to, like, having acne or something, but it's like. The best way I can describe it is like, yeah, say you have a giant like pimple on the end of your nose mm-hmm. and you and so you're like, okay, well, I don't want to see anyone today or I don't right. want to do anything. Right. But then it's like, it's, it's so, it's different than that. It's like, it's like having this thing that one, you feel it, it affects your entire, you're ill. Like that's like, like it's a chronic illness. So you're, there's chronic fatigue. You're constantly itchy. You're like, like it's affecting the way that you move throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're it, so uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. I guess the way that I could describe it is like on top of the aesthetic of it, which I have, I learned to kind of like ignore and try to build a thick skin and like not, you know, even pay attention to. For me, it wasn't even that for a long time. It was just the feeling of it. And like, I, I noticed it was completely changing like my personality. Mm. 
I'm mm. like I'm like an outgoing and like social person and right. I love to connect with people and yet mm-hmm. I had this thing what in college once it started you know showing back up that would make me hide and and not only just hide under clothing but like hide in interactions with people I like yeah. wasn't being myself because I felt a certain way you know it's mm-hmm. like walking around if you've had ever had like a mud wrap done or like a mud mask like mm-hmm. it feels like really to tight me, like it feels like tight, tight and like having yeah. something dr- like having your skin just not being able to move freely in mm-hmm. your own body yeah and so that trickles down into every everything that you do it's the way that mm-hmm. you interact with people it's the way that you just like navigate your life mm-hmm yeah. Um, and I think even like with skin, skin is all over. So it's like, you know, I've dealt with psoriasis for so long too, like pretty much my whole life. And it's affected like my sex life. It's affected like, um, you know, just co- consistently questioning like every part of my body and, and the choices I eat for like my diet or like, right. am I, am I, can I eat this or can I, I can't drink alcohol. That's a, creates a flare up in my skin. So it's really debilitating sometimes, but also it makes you f- kind of a stronger person too to be able to get through these kind of these kind of diseases and to kind yeah. of go through with just kind of just dealing with it every day and have you found things like like laura said drinking and you know different foods that those things help with the psoriasis um for sure i mean it's basically everything that i was doing in college which uh, is like yeah not sleeping like, enough right yeah um, so no inflammation in our skin basically you yeah know? I mean, it's, and I didn't pay any attention to any of that until I had that, you know, one huge flare up. And then I was like, I was so kind of devastated by the fact that I didn't feel, I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel like, like, you know, I went to the, I did what I was supposed to do, which is I went to a doctor. I went to like the ER and I was like, clearly there's something going on I need like immediate relief Mm -hmm. and I went there and they didn't know like what to do they didn't you know they called my doctor from home and then they were like googling like my symptoms and so I think that like kind of shook me awake and was like I need to like advocate for myself like I need to reach out and be proactive and like talk about this like there has to be someone who's dealing with this like Mm -hmm. you know I just was used to kind of like hiding for a while right yeah so how when did the spark of kind of creating this audience for your social media presence and showing the you know the raw skin and like your emotions how did that start to trickling into your social media because your presence is very strong thank you um it happened around that time after that it happened in my last year of college where I just I decided that I needed to like tell everybody at once because I felt kind of invalidated like I I went home I I took off like the last two months of the semester and I didn't feel like people really understood why I was doing that or what was going on and and it was a way for me to like put it into the world to be like look like this is a serious thing that I'm going through even though it you know it's not like something it's weird the way that we kind of like put all of these illnesses on like a like a like like tears tears, right we're like this is the worst right this one is (laughs) a little bit better Mm -hmm. and and psoriasis to me always felt like just not even a part of that just ignore right. well since people it since felt it, like at that time oh, it wasn't as common right it wasn't but i think it was it just wasn't no one was there talking wasn't, about it there was no one talking about it and it yeah. wasn't visible yes yeah 
I, I appreciate how like I know the Kim Kardashian like royal family <laughs> is like somewhat loved and hated at the same time but yeah. I do appreciate how Kim Kardashian was talking about her 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 problems with psoriasis yeah. and her skin and I feel like it really has become more of like a, a a topic now you know it's true I mean and it took like you know that I mean they're <laughs> as big as they are they're mm-hmm. massive and and I'm sure that that had a big impact on it but they're ever since then and you know, leading up to that, there's so many people now who are who are talking about yeah. it. And, you know, you see, I never watch TV, but when you see all these commercials and, like, so many of them are for these drugs for, like, psoriasis. Yeah. And even that wasn't a thing when I yeah. was younger. Now you know, they're, like, like, advertising. Now they're everywhere. And the crazy thing is with social media is, you know, I met Laura through this. Yeah. And I've met so many people where they're just like, wait, you have this? Or I have friends, old friends who I don't talk to anymore who've, like, come out of the woodwork being like, I didn't Same. know you were tr- struggling with this. I have this too. Oh, you know, Dude, things like too. that. Um, where yeah. it just became this thing where... The second, you know, someone saw it, I think everyone was just so used to, like, hiding. It's mm-hmm. because it's, like, yeah. it's it's something... And like Laura said, it can be very intimate. It can You can have issues with things where it's, like, it's embarrassing to talk about mm-hmm. or to go through. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think that social media has been a huge, huge part of all of that. Yeah. Right. But, and, and I think that we're in this amazing... Um, evolution in like society where we're kind of all going through this kind of healing process and I think it's beautiful because it's time like the earth is trying to heal and Mm -hmm. humans the human race is trying to heal so you know I think that it's beautiful because you could find these people that are dealing with psoriasis and also what they're doing in their lifestyle to improve Mm -hmm. these situations you know you guys have all created that community to be able to share all all this information that you've that you've gathered from trial and error basically I mean and I think that yeah that's I totally agree with that it it was kind of like for me at least it was like out of a need it felt Mm -hmm. like there was like you know the second that I did post it there was like a void and all of a sudden people started like coming out and being like I didn't you know I didn't know or like I go through this too and it came out of a need really it was like a necessity to like connect with people and to yeah to validate what I was going through yeah and so with your work is it hard sometimes to you know do because you're casted for things right Mm -hmm. is that is, is that something that ever comes up within the discussion you know it's funny because I there are so many people who have psoriasis so much worse than I do and I am like I feel blessed because I can kind of like hide sometimes and I and sometimes it does just show up because I have eczema and psoriasis so I have somewhere in between where it's like I don't have like psoriasis plaques really um my skin is extremely dry and then when I get psoriasis I'll get like red raw like patches and um, I'm the same I had to deal with the same thing too Yeah. yeah and so um as far as acting work goes, I've never had it really hinder me in that way. I've, I when I granted when I was doing most of my acting, I was on medication, so I didn't really have oh, that wow. many outward okay. symptoms. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm not, um, I've you know run into little things here and there. I had like a casting director like look at my headshot one time and like totally destroy it, and um, she was just like, "Who did you take these with? Like your skin looks." horrible like because I hadn't I didn't like photoshop it because I didn't I didn't think it looked that bad and I was like well this is what I look like so I want to show up in the room looking like what I look like and yeah (laughs) and she was just like you look like you're 50 like why are you having all these like dry skin on your face like you need to like 
you know, and so, I mean, just little things here and there yeah. like that, or, yeah. you know. What did you say back to that, to that casting, like, director? Do you just kind of take it, or? I, that one actually kind of shocked me and kind yeah. of hit me. Right, so you were just kind of like, I, Because I was f- coming at it from, like, a healthy space. Like, I felt like, oh, I don't really need to, like, Photoshop this. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it looked that bad. And then she just like, <laughs> she just like, you know, laid into me. And um, I didn't, I didn't do anything yeah, different. Yeah. I kind of left there and yeah. didn't work with her. And, and I just it. kind of was like, okay, well, would, maybe. If I that mean, happened now, what, how, how would that go down, you think? I think I would have a conversation with her. For sure. And I think at the time I was so kind of like shocked and, and you know, you're used to, unfortunately as actors, you're not really supposed to think about casting directors in this way but sometimes it's easy to be like oh they're like you know the ones making the decisions so you don't want to like come at them with anything right. you want like, <laughs> right you just want the job you just <laughs> want the job and so yeah. but i i'm in a space now where i'm like you know i would i wouldn't let that like that's an opportunity yes for like, sure i would have that conversation with yeah. her for sure yeah. to educate that's definitely yeah. an opportunity to educate and advocate for for yeah. for this but it, but it's hard too because that is part of that industry. That's part of that job, yeah. which is like there's an entire team of people who are trying to make you look like quote unquote beautiful, whatever that means to them. You perfect, know? like perfect. Yeah. And so yeah, it is part of you know she may have had that conversation with me and been like, yeah, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. and like not care. Right. <laughs> because in her world, it functions in a certain way, right. and um. So, but yeah, who knows? You know, you yeah, never, you, you never, never know, know, right? So it's like might as well take the opportunity to try, right. and try to speak about it. Yeah, definitely. Sienna, so tell us about your documentary, your docu series that you're doing now. Yeah, um, that kind of also came out of the whole thing with social media. I started meeting up with people randomly who would like DM me and ask, you know, just they wanted to talk to somebody for the first time in their life that had psoriasis. Like some of them had never met anybody or talked to anybody and they just wanted to relate in some way. And I started having these like really amazing conversations with people. And I found myself wishing that I had like recorded them in some way or documented them. And so, um, I worked on this music video and the director, um, I was talking with the director and she told me that she has psoriasis and, um, I ended up working with her and the cinematographer from that shoot um, to kind of come up with this idea to just t- talk, have these conversations, you know, on film and talk to people so that we can kind of, you know, continue that conversation online and have yeah. content to like show people to where, because uh, right now I'm not really doing anything other than that as far as like video content. And a lot of my stuff is, is, photo documenting and captioning yeah so so do you meet up with people and and talk to them and and you're recording all of that yeah so i have there's a chef there is um a dancer um there is just people from a makeup artist like people from all different oh very cool different aspects of industry yeah i mean you imagine like the struggle of a chef is like entirely different totally different than somebody and that conversation just continues it's never ending it's yeah. like the, that's so the, cool yeah yeah the struggle is i think like, we need that we definitely need that type of content because you know besides just kim kardashian dealing with this, right. this the struggle <laughs> or the hashtag but i think video yeah. to be able to see the emotional connection that we all have exactly. with people suffering from psoriasis i think that that's helpful what's the what is your like kind of goal for these these uh video series and stuff 
I think it's the same goal that I have when I post on social media, which is to just reach out in the hopes that somebody, even if it's one person, can like gain something from that, can feel like less alone in yeah. their struggle or can be able to relate to these people and maybe mm-hmm. meet more people who are like them or, you know, reach out in some way and not feel like alone. Yeah. And so yeah. and when's the docuseries going to come out or what's it going to be called? Do you have um, a name yet? I don't have a name yet. Cool. Uh, but I think that we're trying to focus on chronic this idea of chronic illness in general um that's awesome because it's a part of a larger conversation oh very cool okay um, i think since uh, you have such a good following maybe you should have your community help you vote for a title i love that <laughs> That'd be cool. i love that actually yeah. that's a great idea and then they could be yeah. involved in some way that's great yeah because they're so a part of the story and, and what you're true. doing is powerful so thank you so much for all of that you do you know thank you same to you laura i've loved you know <laughs> you've posted about it and i yeah. like I'm just inspired by everybody who's doing that. It's like we're all, you know, in it together, doing the same thing, going through the same thing. So, yeah, sometimes it's yeah. hard to show to show all your vulnerable yeah. sides, especially so publicly. But yeah. it's super helpful. Yeah, it's so helpful, For and sure. I think there's there's just becoming this amazing like social awareness and the social consciousness that you kind of have to ride the wave and kind of and connect with everyone because if not, you just it's just not it's people aren't going to want to follow your story. You know? Right? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so is there any like closing out the podcast? Is there any lifestyle tips you can help for people, um, you know, with their either psoriasis people or also advice for people that want to kind of achieve achieve like a better career in the mo- modeling acting sector in yeah. Hollywood kind of dealing with psoriasis? I, I always give the same advice, which is the same for chronic illness, for psoriasis and as acting and and modeling it's um basically you have to just keep going (laughs) there's so many things that like that are gonna that are against you like it'll feel like you're swimming upstream and I think that's for any artist or any creative or any person who's trying to do something a little out of the box it's the same to have a chronic illness it's like you need to just keep going and find it within you find your find your support in your in your surroundings and in your community and um keep going and and I think like for people who want to be actors specifically you have to kind of know who you are outside of that and feel good about who you are outside of that because like in any of you know most of entertainment there's such a focus on the aesthetic and how you look and and how you present yourself to the world. And if you don't have an identity outside of that, it can be so difficult, especially if you're someone who is dealing with things that, you know, you don't look a certain, you know, quote unquote normal or, or, you know, adhere to the same standards that everybody else does. And so I think like having, having a strong center before you delve into that world and knowing that like your appearance has nothing to do with who you are and your value as a person mm-hmm. And surrounding yourself with a community of people who support that about you and who love that about you and who who um, you can turn to when you have, you know, breakdowns about it. Because you will have breakdowns right. and there will be moments where you want to quit and you have to be able to kind of face that. 
That's life. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think also that's so beautiful the way you put it. You know, yeah, you definitely have to keep going, connect with your community, DM people, meet up with people like how yes. people are meeting up with you, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, talking, having dialogue, you know, um, no one's perfect. And, you know, I think that um, hopefully we could all heal from this chronic illness soon with more, more, um, more remedies, more holistic yeah. practices, more just more of more of sharing, you know? It's so true. It's already happening. Yeah. Like there's so such more of a focus on, you know, ways to, to heal from it and Laura, what you do too, like just being vocal about it and right. and um it's already start initiated this kind of mm-hmm. waterfall effect, this avalanche effect of like people paying more attention to it means, you know, we're getting closer and closer to sure. figuring out how to yeah. how to deal with it and manage it and yeah, get li- rid of it. That's why the, the lifestyle tips are so important. You yeah. know, sharing all those things because if it helps yeah. you, it's gonna help somebody else. Yeah. And and it yeah. is it's it's better to do that more naturally versus doing it the all these chemicals, taking all these pills every day because we don't know what they're doing to to the other organs in our bodies. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Right. That's exactly, like a whole exactly. Other conversation. It's a it's a layered thing for yeah. sure. The and information's out there, guys. Just you know, uh, connect with Sienna, connect with me, connect with our podcast. There's so many things that we'll put on available for for you guys to look up and sienna thank you so much for joining us and how can people find you babe thank you it was so so great to be here um you can look on my instagram is at sienna ray um c-i-e-n-a-r-a-e um and i do most of my my work on there so that's a good awesome and we're gonna be super excited about the documentary series so we'll be so we'll definitely post that once you once you're finished thank you yeah i can't wait to see that this is such a pleasure thank you guys so much thank you for coming thank you so much thank you guys for tuning in and we look forward to the next episode take care everybody Bye. bye